Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Welcome to Sports Day on a rainy Thursday in Adelaide. Thanks to Kia, the all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia is the major partner of the Australian Open. We're here for Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au and, of course, our good friends at Lumo. Lumo Energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA. Uh, My name's Paul Bonzer. Alongside me is Daniel Menzel. G'day, Menz. G'day, Bonz. Uh, It's been a a good day. In terms of cricket-wise, there's been plenty happening. We know that the Australian and West Indies Test match at the Gabba is underway. But also England England, uh, are playing in India at the moment. They both kicked off at 2.30. So a couple of really good... a couple of good test matches anyway. We know that here in Australia we should be okay, but India and England maybe a little bit more even. So we will bring you both of those scores and can give you an update right now of what is happening at the Gabba, but also in India. Yes, and you can be part of the show as well on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line, one 736 736 That's the phone number. Or text in 0427-154-166. Don't mix it up because they won't work. No, they won't. And so if we go to Australia taking on the West Indies, so currently as it stands right now, 36.3 overs. So we know it's the day-night test match, which yes. is why, weirdly enough, they've got tea and then they've got dinner, um, are the two breaks. So the West Indies, they won the toss. They chose to bat first. Five for 105 they are after just over 36 overs. So it's uh, probably an expected total so far that we thought after – what we've seen in the opening test, Mitchell Stark, three for 20, three for 31 off his 10 overs has been the pick of the bowlers. Hazelwood's done a pretty good job, one for 14 off 10. And Cummins has taken the other wicket. So, again, West Indies, a few of their players made starts. Chanderpool, 21. McKenzie, 21. Hodge, currently 20 not out. And De Silva, 22 not out. So, a nice little partnership at the moment that they've got going, which is 41. But, again, uh, Australia, just a really nice start to this test. Yeah, these two have put on a nice little partnership, but uh, yeah, because they were five for sixty-four. It's now, as you said, five for one hundred and five. Um, it's it's coming up to danger time though for the West Indies because it won't be long before it hits dusk. Yep. and the ball starts hooping around a bit. It will, and it's been a warm day in Brisbane today. Mm. Uh, we know that when as we look out the window right here in Adelaide, it is still pouring down. 
and it has been all day. And that weather is going to – Brisbane's going to get a little bit of that in the coming days. We know that it might be affected by rain. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a warm day, and you, you mentioned it. The next 20 overs, they could be all out, the West Indies. And if you haven't heard the wickets, here they are. Hazelwood again, bowls to Brathwaite, edging it out. The first wicket, and it is the captain. Caught behind. Mackenzie's on 21. Cummins is bowling to him. He's edging and he's caught at first slip. A ripper of a catch from Kawaja. Stark is over the wicket. Bowls. Chandapol edges and it's swallowed up by Smith at second slip. And Chandapol's stay is cut short at 21. Athenae's edges and he's out. Trying to drive through the covers. And all he's done is edge it through to Carey. Stark again, past the umpire, bowls, edging, and it has been caught by Kawaja. Low down, sharp chance, and the West Indies lose wicket number five in the last over before the break. That's our uh, Australian Test Match cricket update for for Panasonic Air Conditioning. Panasonic Air Conditioning with Nano EX Technology. Take a breath of fresh air, men's, and let's have a look overseas. Yeah, India taking on England. In India, there's a five-test match series over there between India and England. We know that in this game, uh, Virat Kohli's not playing, so maybe it, it gives England a little bit more of a chance in this in this game. But England, they won the toss. They chose to bat. They started quite well with Zach Crawley and Ben Ducker at the top there. They were none for 55. But as it currently stands, they are six for 137. India have fought back and... It's their spinners that have done the job. We know yes. how how potent and how dangerous their spinners are over there. Well, out of their six wickets they've taken so far in the England innings, it's their three spinners, Jadeja with two, Ashwin with two, and Patel, Aksar Patel with two. So India right on top there uh, as England won that toss, chose to bat. So text us in 0427-154-166. Both of these test matches started at 2.30 today at the exact same time. Which test match have you been watching? Which test match is more appealing and shows more interest to you? We we obviously know that you want to watch Australia because that's our country. But for mine, India versus England, much more enthralling than what we're going to get from the West Indies. Well, a text has just come in from Jason and it says, Is it un-Australian to be listening to Australia West Indies through headphones while watching India and England on the TV asking for a friend? That's a a great point, actually. I mean, it's on... Why can't you do both, Vince? No, you can. You can have the iPad there. You can have two screens going. Without a doubt. That's the way to do it. And uh, look, it's... uh, We talked about it yesterday, which test is actually going to go longer. With the rain in Brisbane, the impending rain, it could even be the Australia-West Indies test match, particularly with how the England... We know that England is going to attack, and that's what they've done. They've lost six six wickets in 43 overs. Yes. Uh, look, that game could actually be finished before the West Indies game, which is rather surprising. But, yeah, a couple of really good test matches on. And, like I said, a five-test series over there in India. Mm. Uh, sports news for Toolkit Depot. Everything you need to get back to work. Tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. Shop in-store or online. Uh, we're going to have a look at uh, the BBL from last night. And this is the final wicket, how it all ended. Still four balls to come in this over. Sock goes for the slog, and he's out. The Brisbane Heat win. BBL 13 convincingly at the SCG. They did last night, the Brisbane Heat. That's their second Big Bash title. They batted first. They made eight for 166 of their 20 overs. Now, we mentioned that runs on the board in the final, 
Moses on Riggs won the bat flip and put Brisbane in, mm-hmm. which clearly was a bad choice, a mistake. Maybe the game wouldn't have gone any differently, but 166 the Heat made, and Sydney Sixers in reply all out for 112. Josh Brown made 53 off 38. Renshaw was really good. He's 40 off 22, and Mick Sweeney has had a, another great tournament. He made 33, but it was Spencer Johnson for the Brisbane Heat. Four for 26 he took, and he was the player of the match. But for me, uh, the Brisbane Heat, uh, I guess you've changed my life. Um, Big Wade, Boof, Terry Svensson, and Joey Dawes. Um, thank you for everything. Spencer, Spencer Johnson there talking after winning the Player of the Match award, and he mentioned that they have changed his life. Well, they certainly have. I mean, $1.78 million is what he has gone to the Gujarat Titans yes. for in the IPL, and Brisbane Heat are the team that gave him the opportunity. So He was is- playing for West Torrens in grade cricket, and Buff said, why don't you come up and uh, join our squad? And he's been a revelation. He's, pl- he's play- already played for Australia. He will play more cricket for Australia. And he's now a millionaire. He is. And so that opportunity has led to him being picked up in the IPL. Like I said, $1.78 million he nets as a result of playing for the Gujarat Titans next season. So it has set him up beautifully. And he, when you mentioned that he's going to get more opportunities for Australia. The other one that uh, is the, the talking point at the moment is Josh Brown. We know what he did to the strikers, unfortunately, to get them into the final. He made 53 off 38 in the final as well. And his form has been something that a lot of people are talking about. And we might have a listen to Ricky Ponting on Josh Brown. He's probably taken phone calls last night and this morning from most domestic comps around the world, I'd yeah. imagine. I mean, there's a, you know, it only takes a, a couple of breakout performances. Like that, that ball striking talent is, is there and... Um, you know, if he, if he can work out the right way to go about his T20 cricket from here on with the power that he's got, then he could easily find himself in a, a few other franchises around the world. That's Ricky Ponting there talking about Josh Brown. And your thoughts on Josh Brown, I mean, 140 the other night? Well, it's already happened. Yep. Like, he's got a phone call and he's on the plane to Bangladesh to play in the 20, T20 comp over there. So, so question them. It's great that he's got the opportunity. My question That's is... Fantastic. Is he going to be a revelation and this is going to be the start of his career? I mean, he's been around for a few years now, but is this going to really catapult him or is he going to be like a Craig Simmons who has <laughs> one or two really good innings, gets going, has a good it's, tournament, and then a year or two later is almost forgotten about? It's a little harsh. I think they're different people. Well, they are different I, I people. Think, well, they are different people, <laughs> um, Captain Obvious. That, but I look, he lives and breathes. Cricket. So this guy makes cricket bats. It's it is his life. So I think there's more motivation there, more dedication. I think uh, I think Craig Simmons um, just hit the ball far. Well, he did, but I wouldn't say it's harsh because he can easily go on and have a really good career. He'd, Correct. He he might not. Now Josh Brown is thirty years of age. He's not twenty. I guess. Yeah. I guess you so, look at it that way. Yeah. So, is this a flash in the pan type moment where he might get a couple opportunities? And again, we've seen it in the Big Bash in recent seasons with him. He's been in and out of the Heat side. Uh, his most recent form, I guess, in the Big Bash, we we talked about fifty three in a final, one hundred and forty the game before that. These are his other scores: 15, 29, 19, 43, 39, 14, 14. So he didn't have a great tournament. No. So that's what I'm getting at. Is against really good bowlers. Potentially, he might fail, and it might. But at the moment, he is up there with the most talked about cricketer 
in the T20 format. It'll be an interesting watch. Um, what do you think? Will Josh Brown be the next superstar? Will he play T20 cricket for the next five or six years? Or will he just uh, sort of drop away? You text in on 0427 154 uh, The sports news was brought to us by Toolkit Depot. Everything you need to get back to work. Um, we got some more segments tonight. The good stuff's coming up. You can get the good stuff with budget car and truck rental. Top of the tree, men's your top of the tree. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. We'll have an Australian open update for Panasonic air conditioning with Nano EX technology. Take a breath of fresh air. And we are going to speak to Adelaide 36er Jason Kadee. Thanks to our good friends at Tire Power. The hot summer sale is on now. This is the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Back after this. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is the summer edition of Sports Day SA with Bonds and Men's, and uh, we are here but you can be here as well, or you can be part of the show on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line, one 736 736 or text in 0427 154 Experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawns and roof restorations. Men's, can you give me a cricket update, please? What's the score in the test match? Yeah, the West Indies are five for 109 or 40 overs. So a nice little partnership between De Silva and Hodge. Uh, you mentioned texting, just as Michael has. And he said, Baz Bull versus India's doctored pitches. I think I'll stick with the Aussies. It's a good call, Michael. <laughs> it's a, a very good call. It's a very good call. Uh, for Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers, men's, it's time. I love this segment. It's the top of the tree. I'll take it in, but don't look down. I'm on top of the world, eh? Men's your top of the tree. This is where you look at the sporting teams around the country and basically power rankings for who's the best sporting team in the country. It is. It's the best current uh, sporting teams in Australian sports. So we're going to start with one team that's on the periphery. They're climbing the tree. They've been climbing it for a long time, falling Mm. out, getting back in. They're just not in at the moment. It's the Tassie Jack Jumpers. Mm. They are very close to the top 10 after knocking off Melbourne United last weekend. So keep an eye out on the Tassie Jack, Jack Jumpers. But at yes. number 10 on the lower branches, the Wellington Phoenix are in. Now, right. Whitey did say they're not in because they're from New Zealand. However, they play in an Australian competition. <laughs> they are up into 10th position. They drew with Melbourne victory, and they sit equal top of the A-League ladder. Yep. At number nine, I've put the Perth Heat in there. They finished right. with a 24-15 and 15 record in the ABL. They finished... 23-9 and nine after going 1-6 and six to start the season. The Giants swept them back in round two. So it's a really good finish. They are the second best team currently in the ABL. At number eight, welcome to the top of the tree for the first time this year, the Central Coast Mariners. They've won four of their last five games. They're up to fourth on the A-League table. And for mine, they're the informed team in the A-League. Yep, like it. So at number seven, I have put... The Sydney Sixers at number seven. They lost the final of the Big Bash last night. They still made the final. I've moved them down four spots. 
they will be in there for this week's rankings, the Sydney Sixers at seven, which leads me to Melbourne victory at number six. They now are sitting equal top still with the Phoenix. They've moved up a couple of spots because they still haven't lost a game in the A-League. It's amazing considering their season last year. It's been a massive turnaround. It really has. It's more than halfway uh, it's more than they're past the halfway point of the Alex season and they still haven't lost, which leads me to the top five. At number five, I've gone to the women's A League, Melbourne City in the women's. They are seven points clear on top in that competition. They're clearly the best team in the women's A League. I've moved them up two spots to fifth on the top of the tree rankings. They're going to be hard to beat this they year. They will. At number four, a team has fallen, and I think you'll be happy with this one <laughs> Melbourne United. Yes. They have been high. They've been in the one and the two spot for a long time. I've moved them down three spots to number four on top of the tree. Again, they're 16 and five. They're still on top of the table, but just starting to show some glimpses and some signs of weakness there. Yeah, a couple of injuries. And a couple of injuries are hurting them, which means we get to the top three and maybe controversial, but I've put the Perth Wildcats ahead of Melbourne United. Yes, I've put the Perth Wildcats to number three on top of the tree. They have jumped up a couple of spots. They're only a game back in the loss column now of Melbourne. They're playing the better basketball at the moment. They are five wins on the trot. I think the Wildcats are going to be hard to beat come playoffs, and that's why they're my number three team in top of the tree, which leads me to the top two. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware which way I'm going to go with this, Bonds. Uh, I'm hoping you're going to go the right way, Mens. All right. Well, let's see if it is the right way. At number two, it is the Big Bash champions, the Brisbane Heat. I've moved them up two spots. Congratulations. They have won their second title in the Big Bash. They were the best team all season. Yep. They They, were great. They They finished on top. top. Yep. They lost players uh, to the overseas competitions, to Australia in the test team. But managed to find a way. Josh Brown, Spencer Johnson, a great win. The Heat win their second title. Congratulations to Buff and everyone up there. They are number two in the best Australian sporting teams at the moment. The number one team, though, has to be the team that swept the Brisbane Bandits last week, and that is the Adelaide Giants. You wanted them at one last week. I did. I didn't put them there, but I have to this week. The Adelaide Giants, they go into the playoffs with a 29-11 and 11 record. 29 wins, 11 losses. They move up a spot. They are primed, uh, as well as any team, to go back-to-back in the Australian Baseball League, and that's why I have the Adelaide Giants as currently the best team in Australian sport. Well, it's really hard to sweep a series in baseball, and they've done it two series in a row and, and finish on top you know, well well clear as you said alright man it's time for the good stuff uh, get the good stuff with budget car and truck rental if you're moving house use the team that's easy and affordable budget car and truck rental 132727 Men's, I mentioned this just before we came on here. The medal for Spencer Johnson got last night he won the KFC medal for the best player in the BBL final it was the size of a house it was the size of a bucket, <laughs> a bucket of chicken. It had the Colonel's face on it, a big KFC logo. And I know they put in the money to pay for everything. And they spend a lot of money on sponsorship with the BBL. But surely the best player in the grand final gets something, a medal that's named after someone, maybe an Aaron Finch, maybe a Chris Lynn. I know we're only 13 years into the Big Bash, but what are your thoughts? I don't mind looking after the major sponsor at this stage. I think it's a bit early to go with a player. You could go with Aaron Finch, who's just retired, but then when Chris Lynn retires in a couple of years' time, he's had a better Big Bash career, then do you change the name? So I'm happy that they haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. 
But surely Spencer gets, I don't know, a year's worth or a lifetime's worth of KFC? Well, yeah, I think if you, you Maybe know. Maybe a week. If he shows the medal when he walks <laughs> into a KFC, then it's just free food, surely. Has to be. Or if it's <laughs> as big as a bucket. It is seriously, it is massive. This thing hanging around his neck, it like covered his premiership medal, his championship medal. Yeah, wow. Well, I mean, again, what well on Spencer Johnson. What a career he is starting to have. Just quickly before we go to the break, England, six for 154. So starting to fight back a little bit against India. And the Windies, they are travelling okay. They are still five down for 117. Stay with us. Plenty more to come, including Jason Kadee. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you, raining outside. Hope you're staying dry. You can get involved in the show on the Nutrient Ag Solutions open line, 1300 736 736 or text in 0427 154 166. Going further for Australian farmers, Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Men's, uh, should we do a little Australian Open update? Thanks to Panasonic Air Conditioning with Nano EX Technology. Take a breath of fresh air. We certainly <laughs> should, uh, seeing as we got to the pointy end of the tournament. I think it is time to yes. get into the semifinals of the Australian Open, the men's and the women's. Jeez, the tournament's flown by, hasn't it? It has. It's, it seems to like it started only yesterday. Yeah. So <laughs> if we have a look at... The quarterfinals, the matchups that were held yesterday that we hadn't brought to you the results yesterday on the show. Well, we had a massive upset last night. We did. Carlos Alcaraz, the number two player in the world, is out of the Australian Open. Alexander Zverev has been, for a couple of years now, you've been looking at him going, this guy could win multiple Grand Slams. He has knocked out Carlos Alcaraz in four sets last night, 6 one 6 3 Six seven six four, so pretty comprehensive from Zero. We know that Medvedev went through, Zhang went through from China in the women's draw in three sets after losing the first set. She was far too good to go six three six one in the second and third set. So what that does is that sets up the semifinals, uh, which tonight the women's semifinals and tomorrow the men's semifinals. Yes. So the women's semifinals tonight, there is one absolute cracking semifinal. It is Coco Golf. The number four seed up against Sabalenka, the number two seed. You like golf? I do like golf. I Come like, on, Coco. I like Sabalenka to win it all. And on the other side is Yastremska from Ukraine. A great story. She's talked about, obviously, the issues they're having back in her home nation. And Zheng from China has made it all the way through. The number 12 seed to the semifinal. So that will follow the first semifinal tonight. So we'll know who's in the women's final, which is played on Saturday Night in Melbourne and uh, the men's semi-finals tomorrow. Again, two enthralling matchups here. Novak Djokovic up against number four seed Yannick Sinner. Again, a lot of people might hear that and go Djokovic versus Sinner. I don't really know who Sinner is. Djokovic will win again and go through. I think he will, but the like, betting market shows that he is a realistic shot at winning this game. Yannick people Sinner. should know. People should know who Sinner is by now. Without a doubt, they should. He, yeah, he's he's a quality player, and he's playing probably the better tennis out of the two. Well, that's what I was alluding to when I said the betting market. Novak's a dollar forty-five. Yannick Sinner is two sixty. Now, 
what that means is they do give him a real, a realistic shot at winning. Because in most um, situations, when you'd see Djokovic versus Sinner, it's probably a dollar ten to seven bucks. That's just how it is, and obviously gamble responsibly. Responsibly, but that's what the market is. Mm. So Sinner is a real shot tomorrow night in the other semi-final. It's Medvedev up against Zverev. The Russian takes on the German. Who do you like in this one? I don't know, but there's a lot of V's in both those names. I, I, I think Medvedev. I think just he's a little bit steadier. I think he he just fights to the end. I think that gets you through in a semi final and has done it before. A yep. couple of years ago, he yep. made it through to the final and was two sets up against Rafael Nadal, and we know how that ended. He got run down, but Correct. he has been pretty good at uh, Rod Laver Arena, Medvedev. So I do think that he will go through and take on Novak in the final on Sunday night. It's going to be good watching. Uh, whatever you do, make sure you tune into the Australian Open or listen right here on SEN. We had a discussion off air, Bonds, about um, great Australian sportsmen, great South Australian mm. sportsmen. Well, here is one that is up there with one of the best we've ever seen, and he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Which means he gets a bust of himself that goes up in uh, at uh, Melbourne Park there. Well, it's got the hat backwards, doesn't it? Well, we now induct Leighton into the Australian Tennis Hall of Fame. This bust will be placed alongside all of the other Hall of Fame inductees in Garden Square here at Melbourne Park. And on behalf of Tennis Australia and the wider tennis community, congratulations to you, Leighton. No one deserves it more. A bust. When you said bust, I thought, I'm not sure many people will know what you mean. I certainly didn't at first. I, th- I did think it was the you statue. Think Working blue there for a second. Uh, no, I just thought it's a weird <laughs> way to name a statue or call it that. But it's a bust. That's what it is. And it's Leighton Hewitt, who has rightfully been inducted into the Tennis Hall of Fame there. Uh, I mentioned it. He might be South Australia's greatest sports person. He might be. If you look at all the South Australian great athletes and great sports people, he ruled tennis for a couple of years. He certainly did. Yeah. And uh, he it was just before Roger, Rafa, and Novak came Correct. along. And then when they come along, he was never going to take that number no. one no, but seed he, back. But he was he was the number one player in the world for, for 18 months, two Correct. years. Um, now, I know a lot of people out there are thinking, well, it's easy. Donald Bradman is the best. But he was born in New South Wales. So it's whether you claim him or not. Yeah, we probably do. Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> we do claim him a lot. But well done to Leighton. And also the, the bronze sculpture. It, oh, the bust. The bust. It does actually look like Leighton. No, some I, of those can go go very sideways. It's a great point. I did think that when uh, I saw this clip and it has the hat backwards, which is absolutely perfect for Leighton Hewitt. And you're right, it doesn't look like one of those David Beckham or other ones that have gone wrong. No. Um, should we do our weekend headline for Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers? Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Our weekend headline is our certainty, an upset, and then a prediction for the weekend, men's. Yeah, and let's take a look back at last week's selections. Uh, our certainties from last week. I went the Adelaide Giants will win at least one game and sure up top spot and rest a couple of players. I'm not sure they actually rested any players, but they won all four. They smashed it. Against the Bandits. You went the 36ers to beat Illawarra, which wasn't an obvious certainty. Well done, and that was also correct. So we both have nailed our certainty to an extent. The upset, uh, I went the Wellington Phoenix to inflict Melbourne Victory's first loss of the year. They mm-hmm. drew, so not yes. 
quite the result. You and the Buffalo Bills to beat the Chiefs. Again, probably should have. Should have won. Missed the field goal. Anyway. Prediction for the week last week. Well, yours was Darcy Short to score the most runs. Yeah, that, strikers that, that didn't work. Didn't quite come off. Mine, though, this was up there with my better ones. Mm-hmm. I said the New Zealand Breakers will beat the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix by 27 or more points. They won by 29 points in that game. So it is time for this week's certainty. What are you going, Bonds, with your certainty? Uh, my certainty is an easy, easy one. The Adelaide Giants will defeat the Melbourne Aces in two games. There will be no Sunday. Ah, uh, they won't go to a third game. Okay, so yep. get along to either game one or game two is what you're saying. Yes, and there's there's is I just saw this afternoon. There's maybe twenty or thirty tickets left, seated tickets to the game uh, to both days. So yeah, get them, snap them up tonight. And the weather should be much better than what it is now as we look out the window and it is still bucketing down. Uh, my certainty, I do this today, and I know that the game, the test match is underway. Mm. But my certainty was India will beat England in the first test match. I think you're right. I think India will beat England. So <laughs> we'll move to the upsets. Uh, and um, you can start with the upset. My upset is that the Bris- Brisbane Bullets will beat Melbourne United in Brisbane tomorrow night. Ooh. Okay. I mean, they have been in pretty good form, the Bullets, and uh, Melbourne United not so much, uh, as mentioned in my top of the tree. So... I like it. Bullets to beat Melbourne United. Mine is also in the NBL. Right. I'm going with Illawarra to upset the Wildcats. Wow. That's a huge upset, I know. I hope it happens. That's big. That would be massive. All right, my prediction for the weekend, uh, and we've been talking about this for a few weeks now leading up to Super Bowl. I think the Ravens and the 49ers get the job done on Monday, and that will be our teams in the Super Bowl. Ravens to take on the 49ers in the Super Bowl. My uh, prediction is the Giants will beat the Aces by seven runs over the two games this weekend. A total of seven runs. Yeah, I think they do it more than that. Maybe. But, but, you know, that's a good prediction. I like it. Yep. You're being very defined in your prediction there. I am. So we'll have a look back at these next week and see how we fared with our certainty, our upset, and our prediction for the week. Like that. Uh, Now, Men's, you you wanted me to play this little bit of audio. Of uh, Jason Kelsey. I'm not going to lie. I gave Kylie a heads up. The moment we got into the suite, I said, I'm <laughs> taking my shirt off and I'm jumping out of that suite. And she said, Jason, right. don't you dare. I was like, hey, it's letting you know what's happening. I'm not asking for permission. I'm doing this. Once a Kelsey man's determined, there's no f- stopping him. And she was already telling me to be on my best behavior because we were meeting Taylor. This is hilarious. I was like, Kylie, when I met you, the first day I met you, I was blacked out drunk and fell asleep <laughs> at the bar. This is part of the charm. This is part of the Jason Kelsey charm. I want to make my best first impression. This is my best chance. My best first impression is the worst impression ever. So I, ha- I can just build Set from that, that bar, point nice on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, get on social media. Jason Kelsey takes the shirt off and hangs out the corporate box with uh, that beautiful body showing to the rest of the stadium. He does, and it's that's it's in, awesome. It's in Buffalo, where it is minus one degree yeah, or whatever it's, it's it was. Freezing cold. It was freezing cold. He was there because the Eagles got knocked out, and so he went to support his brother Travis, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, that audio is from their New Heights podcast, which has gone gangbusters. It was good before um, mm. Taylor Swift came along, yes. but 
Now that she is involved with Travis Kelsey, it is it probably be the most listened to or the second most listened to podcast in the world after ours, of course. But uh, <laughs> the question on that, it made me think while he was saying that and while he was speaking, if the Chiefs happen to win this weekend uh, against Baltimore, I don't think they will, but if they do happen to win, then Travis Kelsey will be playing in another Super Bowl. He is now, his girlfriend is Taylor Swift. Do you think the NFL will ask Taylor Swift to perform at the halftime show? A little cameo at the halftime show for the NFL. And should she do it or should she say, this is Travis's day on It's Not About Me? She this should is the say day. no. I, uh, it's a great question. Yep. They'll definitely ask the question. They will. But she should say no. I had this conversation with my fiance, and I'm sure that plenty of other females out there will be hoping that the Chiefs win this weekend so they can see Taylor come Super Bowl day. But I did think, if you're Travis... And Taylor goes, oh, Travis, by the way, I'm performing at the halftime show. He goes, this is my one day for the year where it's about me, not about you. How many extra people watch if Taylor performs? Oh. <laughs> How many more million? Correct. 50 more million? I don't know. But that's why the NFL will ask the question. And uh, if you're Taylor, you're saying no. I think Travis would be fine with it. But at the same time, I don't think they'll win and we won't have that, that discussion. But if they do... Yeah, keep an eye out to see what the NFL and what Taylor Swift do. Very good. All right, let's uh, speak to one of the Adelaide 36ers. They are flying at the moment, and this guy's settled in nicely. He's back in Adelaide. He loves Adelaide. He's got a nice young family. We're going to speak to one of the great men of basketball. It's Jason Caddy. Sports Day SA. It's a beautiful day. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. Men's our next guest is brought to us by Tire Power, your local tire power. Hot summer sale is on. Get four for the price of three on Kumo tires. He is from the giant killing at the moment, giant killing Adelaide 36ers, uh, Jason Kadee. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Thanks for having me. Uh, now, Jace, uh, coming off two road wins, fantastic weekend for the team last weekend. Uh, the team is still in mathematically can still make the playoffs. Have you guys looked that far yet or just uh, doing the old cliche, taking it one game at a time? Uh, a lot of the cliche, but we're also not oblivious to it all. Like we, we've known where we're at and we know kind of where we stand. And um, obviously some things would have to go away, but there's still a lot in our control in terms of five games. And to us, they're all very winnable games. And obviously if you were to win five, um, I would think that puts you right there in that plane, potentially. Yeah, it certainly does, Jason. You mentioned it's somewhat in your hands. You take on Cairns, followed by Sydney, who are the two teams that are sitting currently in fifth and sixth position. So with the wins that Bonds mentioned you've had away from home, it must give you great confidence that against anyone in this league, with the momentum you've currently got, you're going to be able to bet anyone. Yeah, no, we um, we felt that way for a while, um, and... It sounds uh, weird to say, but we also played pretty well early on in the year against some really good sides. We just didn't come up with wins that we are now starting to put together. And so I feel like there's been a belief within the group that we've always been close. We're just starting to actually see results also come, which which then helps the belief, well, hang on a second, we can actually get that done. And um, obviously we've pieced together what probably should have been five in a row, but some, some pretty good um, consecutive games over the last kind of three, four weeks. Yeah, some really good games. And you mentioned potentially could have had a few more wins early in the season, but I want to know what's changed to be able to get those results. It 
Seems like there's a little bit more freedom potentially amongst the group. The, the team has scored 95-plus points in your last five games. What's been a couple of the big differences? Yeah, I think we've just started to, I guess, roll a little bit. Obviously, um, me, Macca and Sunday are playing that bench role um, with originally KG as well. And it's kind of been a bit more defined with kind of our minutes and where it's at and we, we've had a big focus on obviously Trey, DJ and Isaac and how, how do we help them be successful and even if they're not having nights where I guess they're on fire, they're going to draw attention, it's going to allow someone else to have a good night and um, I think the focus being there has allowed the rest of us to really concentrate on just doing our jobs and also how can we help those three guys um, play well. Part of that role over the last couple of games, Jace has seen Nick Marshall start the game and then you come in in the second half. Is, is that, from Scotty, is that about getting some, I guess, a, a wiser, older head on the court for the, for, well, don't want to call you too old, but <laughs> is, that, is, that the, is that the goal from Scotty just to have, after half time have some steadiness in the ball and no turnovers? Yeah, well, I think it's probably, they probably did it once and it worked. And so sometimes coaches, players can get a bit of that Oh, we did it once and we'll just keep doing it and it keeps working. But I think there was a game, uh, I want to say it was New Year's Eve against Wollongong. The game was in a pretty good flow. I think we were down one or up one at half time, And then we started the, that quarter and we just kind of lost our way. And, and we were subbing differently throughout the stage, at those stages anyway. But since that game, we kind of had a precedent of, actually, I want to get you in with that starting group. And I think us as a collective, it actually had really good patches throughout different parts of the season. So I think that was kind of a thing of putting me with that group allows, I guess, Trey and DJ to worry not as much about getting the ball up and and I can help with that. And then I can also help Wiley and Isaac and now KG and Isaac get, get a feel for it as well. So it's been a nice balance. And it's been, as I said before, when you kind of have an idea of when you're going to play and what's going on, it also... I kind of know that I'm probably starting most second halves and I can get a little rolling with that group. You mentioned Trey Kell. His past month has been outstanding. Uh, tell us a little bit about Trey, what he's like both on and off the court. No, Trey's a, Trey's a really good dude. And um, it, it's one of those things I obviously didn't know him coming into this season. I just knew him because he played for Southeast last year. But um, had his, I guess, injuries and things he had to deal with at the start of the year amongst a whole heap of other things which obviously we've all seen from afar or or in a circle and Trey's always been one of those guys that you can roll up every day and know that he's going to get after it at training and and just be for the team really like um I guess it's one of those not rare circumstances but he's an import that really just whatever the group needs and the group right now needs him to be aggressive and we've put the ball in his hands a lot and he's done a really good job and um, and it's it's been like he's a, he's a really good guy to play alongside, and especially when he's in that headspace because it makes everyone else's life a lot easier. We're chatting with Adelaide 36er Jason Kadee. Jace, we, you take on the Taipans Saturday night at home, 5 o'clock here in Adelaide. They're one of the teams that play at a faster pace. They're a high-scoring team, but also can get scored against quite heavily. So are we expecting a very high-scoring game on Saturday night at a fast and frenetic pace? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that's the way they like to play. And it's it's a way... The one thing Scotty has said since he took over is he wants to get out and run and he wants us to play with pace and he wants us to explore. And I think we've probably scored higher scores because we are doing that. Um, 
And so, look, Cairns are tough. They're tough every year. Forty does a great job with that side. No matter who plays, no matter who's injured, no matter what's going on, they always come out and play hard. And and they can be kind of, I guess, mysterious at times because you don't know what you're going to get from them. But um, we're expecting them to come in and really get after it. And they beat us uh, a week and a half ago, a week ago, whenever it was. I've lost track of time. But we're going to need to play well and, and be really physical because that's how they play. You mentioned your coach, Scotty Ninnis, there and wanting to get out and score and, and take the game on. If he wants to be the full-time coach next year and going forward, uh, is it a pretty obvious one for the 36ers that he might be the right man to take the 36ers into the future? Yeah, I think so. And, that, and that's a club decision and something I haven't really had anything to do with. But uh, the one thing I've always known about uh, Scotty Innes since I've been around him this year is he loves the club in Adelaide. is second to none. He, he loves the Sixers. He's obviously had a, a rich history with the club in terms of not only just results and championships, but just in terms of being around it and how much he loves seeing him do well. And so I think any time you put someone like that in the position they're in, they're going to do whatever it takes to help that club be successful. And that's that's what he's shown me so far. Um, the rest of it's up to, obviously, the, the CEO and the owner and whoever makes those decisions. But um, from my point of view, like Scotty's done a great job with us and if they can put the right support cast around him and, and build a team that they think can be successful, I don't know why Scotty couldn't continue doing it. A couple of guys have missed some games. Jacob Wiley missed the weekend and Trenton Flowers has been out for a couple of weeks. Any update on their injuries? I'm not fully sure yet. Uh, Wiley got through a bit of train today, which is a good sign. Obviously, we uh, we need him back. He's been a pivotal part, and he's one of the premier bigs in the league. So having him back would be really nice. And, and Trenton's obviously got, trying to manage that knee. It's one of those things when they're, when they're ongoing, you've got to be really careful. But he, he looks like he's starting to do more and more. So I'm not sure that puts him in terms of Saturday, but it, it looks like he might be close, which will be uh, nice for the group. Now, you've got a couple of young kids, Scarlett and Louis. Um, how's fatherhood treating you? No, it's been really good. I've actually been uh, parent-free uh, for a little while. They've been away visiting her side of the family, so I'm back to being a parent as of yesterday. <laughs> so um, it, was, it was a nice little break, although we were on the road the whole time. But, no, it's, it's really cool. It obviously changes a lot of your life when um, the kids come along because you, you often just get up and go and do things your own way, and then they come along and you do things their way. But... um. Oh, it's really cool, and they love they love the basketball, and they love the experience, and obviously games at uh, the entertainment centre are pretty cool, so it, it's been really, really nice. Is uh, mum the favourite or dad the favourite? Oh, depends. Depends. <laughs> if they think they're getting in trouble, they go to mum, but mum's the pushover, I think, but I think that uh, dad has the love of both of them when it comes to different situations, that's for sure. Jace, great to talk to you. Good luck on uh, Saturday night against the Taipans, and hopefully... You can get the win and keep the ball rolling. That's the plan. Appreciate it, fellas. Jason Kadee from the Adelaide 36ers. Uh, I've known Jace for a long time. He's he's such a good bloke and a professional, absolutely. Well, you can hear it through him talking to us on the phone there. And a couple of interesting takes out of that conversation with him is he mentioned early that Scott, Scotty Ninnis is making it probably a little bit more predictable to the playing group than what it was at the start of the year. We know we've got three guys that we need to try and fire and have a good night, and they're not all going to have a good night, but hopefully one can. And if not, then we've got three other guys that will come in. They play their role. So he's probably simplified it a little bit and made it more predictable. Um, and it also is a backing for Scott Ninnis to be able to be out, if he wants, to be the coach again for next year and into the future because the results are showing 
and I mentioned to him, 95-plus in their last five games, it's it's good to watch. Yes. Which is important. And, um, I mean, we're talking with Adelaide United every single week, he gets from there, and we, we talk to them about how good they are on offense, and they beat Sydney FC 4-3. Yes, you, you need to be able to score and you need to be able to defend as well. But people show up and people are showing up to watch the 36 to play at the moment. And they have got great support. But you're going to have even better support if you are scoring. And that's what Scotty Ninnis' team is doing currently as they stand. Well, when Scotty took over, they were bottom. And the last four games, they have sold out the entertainment centre. Without doubt. Which, and is, which is nuts. Correct. So they're heading in a really good path. And I reckon when he took over the last game before he took over... They scored 59 from memory. Yeah. So things were broken. Things had to change. They did. And uh, it's been a good change for the 36ers. And hopefully they can still keep themselves in contention for this year's playoffs. Man, it's been another big week and uh, time for us to go. You got big plans for the weekend? Uh, No, a quieter weekend for me. Hopefully the cricket won't get washed out and be able to watch a bit of that. Uh, The Adelaide Giants tomorrow night. Really looking forward to seeing them in the finals again. Um, Plenty of sport here in Adelaide, so I'll be tuning into that. How about yourself? Uh, No, I'm just going to enjoy my weekend. I've got, uh, well, obviously got the, the 36 is on Saturday, 5 o'clock. You can listen on SENSA or on the Adelaide 36ers app. And uh, Big Shench, Big Luke Shencher and myself will be calling that one. And it's a 5 o'clock start. Um, so I'll be doing that. And uh, happy Australia Day, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the Summer Edition of Sports Day SA.